So let's stand together for the, word, the reading of the Word of God from Psalm 121, an exciting passage, a couple of verses out of this great chapter. And it says there, He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Thank the Lord for that. Because sometimes, uh, you know, we get bone weary and we get tired and we try to take a nap and do all kinds of things that not have our focused attention. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. The Lord is your keeper. Say, the Lord is your keeper. He is your shade on your right hand, the side not carrying a shield. Wow, Father, thank you. You protect us even on our weak side in an area where we don't have much protection. You are an amazing God. You are our keeper. So we thank you for truth. It's what sets us free. Help us today, not just to hear words, but have transformed hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord is our keeper. He's got your six. He's got your back. And the Lord is the one who opens opportunities for you and sometimes closes things that when we think we should have them, he says, no, you don't need them. And then in the book of Revelation, he, he commands John, write this letter to the angel of the church in Philadelphia. <clears throat> this is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. And what he opens, no one can close. And what he closes, no one can open. I know all the things you do, and I've opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you have obeyed my word and did not deny me. So the Lord is your keeper. Say, the Lord is your keeper. In Psalm 24, it says, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Psalm 78, and opened the doors of heaven. When you're in a season of transition, God wants us moving to a greater, deeper relationship with him. He's calling us always to step over the door sill from where we are through the door into a new room of fellowship, understanding, growth, and development with him. He's constantly pulling us in that direction. There are doors you face in this process that have to be opened and others that you leave behind that have to be closed. You're in one place and you need to grow into another place and between the places is this item we call a door. To get from one place to another, there's a step, a door. To access a new and deeper walk with God, you must walk through a door. Because you can't get from where you are to where God wants you to be unless you walk through a door. Because a door separates one room from another. And the movement doesn't have to be far in order for the transition to take place. Some think in order to move forward through another door, they, they're thinking like, i got to get on a plane or i got to go halfway across the country. I have to move away that it has to be some long journey that you go on and you're going to go on some you know, wilderness experience <laughs> perhaps, but that's not the norm when he's transitioning us from one place to the next, to the next, glory to glory, faith to faith, and we're just processing on our journey 
toward him. God sets up the doors in our lives, and he wants us to take one simple step at a time from one place to another new place in him. Hardly any movement, so to speak, most of the time. Just obedience and willingness to take a step when God requests it. Now, our problem is we get to choose. So we can get resistant to change and him pulling us in a new direction. When when God requests it, we show a willingness to step over the door still into the next room. Then God opens up another whole arena of opportunity for growth. Your movement is only one step and you're in another room. Sometimes we think it requires a huge move to take another step. You can be in a room of brokenness. And in one simple act of obedient, obedience in taking a step, you step into a room of wholeness. What's required? A simple step, a door to step through. You can be in a place of sorrow one day, and then God brings you release from that grief, and you walk through one step into a new door by choice of peace, of joy, and contentment, and I'm choosing to leave this behind me, to stop this process, and to embrace the peace and the joy and the contentment of the Lord. It was God's direction to Israel. After 30 days of mourning for Moses, and God said, okay, enough. Now choose. We're heading, we're heading to the promised land. Let's get moving. God brings release, and as we walk through the door of peace, there is this sense of fresh, new opportunity And all it takes is one step, and everything in that room, once you cross that doorstep, everything changes in the atmosphere. In the Word, doors are very important. Open doors give you access to God's purpose. Closed doors mean you don't have access. Because you remember Paul, he was saying, I I have this calling to go to a specific area, but the Holy Spirit closed the door, said, not now not going now. There are positives and negatives related to a door. A closed door means you don't have access, at least for now, and maybe never. An open door means you have access. Now, here's the point. The master is my doorkeeper. The God I serve is my doorkeeper. He alone opens doors and he closes doors. And if I trust him, he allows us access or he denies access. Whichever the case may be, I still trust him. A closed door at times can mean protection. You see, when you left your home to attend Sunday services, you did not leave the doors of your house wide open. You closed and locked the doors because you don't want someone to think they have free access to your house and everything in it. God will close a door to protect you. When Israel came out of Egyptian bondage, they crossed the Red Sea. And when they got to the other side, God said to them, turn around and look. And Pharaoh and his army had entered the seabed, and there was water standing up on either side of Pharaoh and his army. But God released the waters, and they all vanished to be seen no more. And God closed that door to the enemies of Israel. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. God said, I opened the ocean, and no man can shut it. And also the same with the God who closes the door. When I close it, there's no man that's going to push those waves back up into a heap. And he said, I do so for your protection.
The enemy who was pursuing you will never touch you again. I'm closing the door on some things that have been tormenting your life for a long period of time. Remember, God is your doorkeeper. It takes being in the right place at the right time, which means on my part, I need to be obedient. And when he's speaking to me, I need to go to the places he directs and wait for him. I need to be with the right people at the right time and the right place. But God is still the Lord and my doorkeeper. He is mighty and powerful and undefeatable. And if he wants to shut a door, he will. Because sometimes people shut a door for privacy. Someone shows up at your house, and in a panic, you tell everybody, pick up your stuff and put it in the bedroom. (laughs) And don't lie. What do you do? You shut the door. (laughs) Why? Not everybody needs to have access to private matters in your home. You know, people can come in and they can eyeball what's available to them, but some doors are shut for privacy. You don't want people to see the mess, only the clean places. And God knows how to close the door and deal with messes in our lives without everybody having to see it. Isn't he amazing? He closes doors for protection and for privacy. And God opens doors for access to some things or some persons. Almost all sin in one's life can be traced to the place where you opened a door to someone or something that moved into your life because you opened the door. You didn't wait for God to open. You knocked it down. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Above all else. The door to your heart needs to be kept. In life, there are doorkeepers. Doorkeepers can let you in or keep you out. Doorkeepers in life, in the workplace, marketplace, in their office politics can restrict you. Doorkeepers can limit you. They can prevent your access. They can shut you out and make you to know you don't belong in this. Some may attempt to block you. But let me speak to you a statement of faith. God opens a door that no man can shut, and the Lord is my doorkeeper. And if God told you that you would be at your purpose, and you're going to get there in spite of others attempting to block you, listen, if God tells you that, you're going to get exactly where God wants you to be. The Lord opens the door, no man can close it. When the Lord closes a door, no man can open it. Man is not in charge of my life or my doors. The devil is not in charge of my doors. The Lord is my doorkeeper. And there are some doors that need to be kept closed. You engaged in stuff that was not pleasing to God, and the Lord can shut the door on that. And some some parents here with teenagers can tell you the stories because some of them have lost their brains for several years. They just lose it. But God can close the door on that period in their life. And he'll just write it off as you just had a strange year or two and closes the door. And the Lord will close that door. Done. And don't go back and revisit those doors. There are some doors that need to open for you. New levels that you are to achieve in your maturity and in your growth and in your spiritual development. Things you need to be doing. You need access to serve in those roles. And God is your doorkeeper. 
See, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. So the Lord not only opens doors and closes doors, the Lord protects my door. Thank the Lord. Amen? In Exodus, Israel was commanded to take lamb's blood and put it onto the doorposts of their houses. When the destroyer arrives, God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over your house. The destroyer may target your home, wanting to destroy you and your family. And some are fearful of what the destroyer intends to do in your family. And do not allow, do not speak over your family as the spiritual leadership of your home. Do not allow fear to torment my home, Lord. Do not allow that spirit to get into my house. The Lord is my doorkeeper. He's watching over my home. And if there's lamb's blood on your door, when the destroyer comes to to destroy, to do harm to your house, even though you are fearful, the Lord says, I will not allow destruction to access your family again. Because the Lord instructed the Israelis, you are to be sure when you put the blood over your door and when you have roasted the lamb and you stand to eat it, everybody remains in the house. Because if they go out of the house and out from the cover of the blood, there's a destroyer waiting. Are you listening? The Lord sends his mighty angels to stand watch over your door. I know that is a reality. Mighty, strong angels watching out for you. He is our doorkeeper. And if the enemy desires access... Put the blood of the lamb over your house and do not open the door to anything ungodly and the Lord will protect your house. When the enemy knocks, the Lord will say to you, don't you answer that invitation. I'll take care of that. Now watch this in Isaiah 6. We read where King Uzziah dies and Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up and his glory filled the temple. Then it says this, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. Since the Lord is our doorkeeper, he will move the door. (laughs) When he speaks, the door moves. And there are some people he does not want to have access to you and yours any longer. And God will come with a word. And when he speaks, the sound of his voice will literally move the door. It was here. There was access in this spot. But God spoke and moved the door, and there's no more access. Every open door to someone matters. Have you ever opened the door to someone and wished you hadn't? Anybody ever do that? You know, solicitors. They've got 50 gazillion magazines to sell you. Or some doctrinally aberrant group of people. At least they're bold enough to engage, sometimes more than believers are. And in today's world, just opening the door when the bell rings, man, you almost got to kind of like, let me see who's standing out there before I open this door, right? You've opened the door and regretted it. Anybody ever do that? You should have never opened the door and given them access. Have you ever allowed someone into your life you regret giving access to? Now, now they know where the door is and they know how to get to you. 
So God has to speak a revelatory word to your spirit. And when he does, as he speaks, the door moves. The next time they come knocking, they can't get to you any longer. Not into your physical house, your emotional. Listen, soul ties, very dangerous when you start making soul ties with people God had no intention for you to connect with. They own a piece of your heart. That's what's happened. They now own a piece of your heart. And all they have to do is say something and it triggers and the emotions take over and it all returns because they know how to do it because you made the mistake of opening the door. But you have a word from the Lord. Thank God. Even when we've broken down the doors against his purpose, God helps us to not only be forgiven, but to walk back out into a new place where he has for us. They, listen, but when God speaks a word, they may attempt to come back through the door. They cannot get to you because God has moved the door. And someone online, and you open the door. You should have never opened it. You had a conversation that turned inappropriate with someone at work. You should have never had that conversation. You should have never given that phone number to that person. You should have never exchanged emails with them. You should have never friended them. Now you've attempted to shake yourself loose and you can't. And the Lord wants you to know he will move the door for you He is your doorkeeper, and he speaks with authority, compassion to get you off that hook, and with boldness to get you away from that door that once had you. They will not ever again get to you as they once did. Every time God gives a significant word, the door moves. And if some people have access to you, they will cause you to abort what God wants you to give birth to because they get into your space and into your life and the purposes of God get sidelined or derailed or sent in a different direction. They will rob you of your faith. You knew God told you to act, and you had faith for it, and you were passionate about it, but here they came into your life, and they started talking, and they quenched the Spirit of God in you, and now you've come into an agreement with them, and even some cases made a soul tie with them, and they've robbed your faith, and they've shifted your focus into the wrong direction, especially... When God has trying to position you for transition into a new room spiritually with him, the Lord must be your doorkeeper, not people. The Lord, when moving from one level, one room to another, the Lord must be your doorkeeper, not the person who can't get their own spiritual act together because they don't know any more than you do. But you begin talking to the wrong people because you have a commonality of age or commonality of interest. No. If you need to go talk to somebody, go talk to a spiritual mentor, someone who has spiritual wisdom and knowledge of years and experience. But instead, speaking to peers about your marriage or about your job, Lord, move that door. The people you surround yourself while transitioning from one room to another are critical. You need people who call you to your highest place. People around you who will modify your behavior because they're bold enough and love you enough 
to challenge the choices you're thinking of making, not enable them. Do you have friends who challenge your behavior? Proverbs puts it like this, faithful are the wounds of a friend. A real friend will look at you and say, what are you thinking? People who won't enable a poor choice for their own motives to get on your good side, but people who modify your behavior and steer you back to the right path. May the door move at the sound of his voice. Guard your heart above all else because it determines the course of your life. And there are those who can stir you up and share offense with you and then poison your spirit. God can speak to that door and say, move. And suddenly your eyes are opened and their opinion doesn't matter anymore. Then the Lord starts bringing the right people to you with truth who have access and the wrong ones no longer have access. New people are coming into your life. The door to the wrong kind of people has moved. Not a man, not a woman, nor devils. The Lord is my doorkeeper and there's lamb's blood over my door. Amen? New people are coming into your life. People of blessing, spirit people, not flesh people, for power relationships, people that will modify and help you to be able to step in faith right over that little door stool, that little step right there. And it's right in front of you, but you know, for fear, or you don't want any change, or you're not sure, and they will modify your behavior. And Come on, get over that doorstep. And for the wrong people, May the door move so they can't even find the door you're in anymore. And if they keep texting you, block them. I'm tired of the devil using people to divide and damage others. Rebuke the spirit of division because division is sin when it's manifested in the body of Christ. Ask the Lord to move that door and place blood over your door. The destroyer cannot have your family And delete those negative contacts. We need some doors to close and some new doors to open so we can go to the next place and the newest level and the new new room that God has for us. And God can shut the door to poverty and open the door to prosperity. This year doesn't have to end like every other year. But declare, Lord, I believe you are opening brand new doors, brand new people with brand new resources coming into my life, and thank him because you're going to get what you believe for today. This is God's word, and doors move when he speaks. The door to restore joy. The angel of the Lord rolled the stone away from the tomb where Jesus had been held for three days. Jesus had already resurrected. He was not present. He had left. He had exited. He didn't need a door to come and go. He is the door. He just moves through rocks or anything else in his way without having to worry. And so the angel of the Lord opens up the door of the tomb where Jesus had been buried for exposure to everybody to see what had happened. Then the angel sat down on the top of the stone as if to say, try me. Anybody want to play here? And sitting on the stone, he opened. It had taken 10 soldiers to put it in place. And he just 
pushed it out of the way. I love this, right? He said, devil, God opened this door. It'll never close again. He's closing the door on the season of sorrow. He's closing the door on the season of burden. He's closing the door on the season of those things in in your past that have damaged you and harmed you and caused you to fail and now convict you and overwhelm you. And joy has arrived. And the blessing of the Lord has made you free indeed. And everybody needs a door to open and a door to move and a door to close. And the door to close on the person who brought out the worst in your life. That door needs to close. People who have inappropriate access to you, that door needs to close. The Lord is your doorkeeper. He watches over my doors. He gets to determine this one's good, this situation's good, this one is not, this circumstance is not. He watches. Have you ever noticed those the enemy uses seem to be very faithful in their assignments? Did you ever notice that? Letting the enemy come target your family and your kids. Listen, the enemy is faithful in the morning, faithful at noon, and faithful when the sun goes down. The enemy never misses an opportunity to do damage wherever he can find it. The enemy is faithful. The Lord will close that door to that adversary. Move the door because some are hard to shake loose from. People who know how to mess up your world are very faithful. But the Lord is about to shift that door. And may the Lord cause your giftings to rise up and bear fruit in your life. May the Lord cause your faith to rise to new heights. May the Lord shut doors that no man can open. May the Lord open doors that no man can shut. And may the Lord say to the destroyer at your door, I am the Lord, the doorkeeper, and you have no access. You will not take joy out of this house again. The Sunday morning resurrection of Jesus was an entry door of joy for God's people. The angel sat down on the top of that stone and said, you're not touching this joy of the resurrection. And I'm speaking a word from the Lord to you. Although you've been held in bondage, locked down, doors that should never have been opened, the Lord is saying, I will move the door, I will shift some doors, I will open some doors, and I will close some doors. This will be an important moment in your day. Is anybody ready for the Lord to close some doors? Is anybody ready for the Lord to move some doors? Is anybody ready for the Lord to open some new doors? We don't need people who take us to our worst places. We'll be kind with them because the scripture commands us to be like Jesus, but firm. They are no longer welcome to get to us as they once did. No more pushing our buttons. God has closed the door and then he's moved the door. We now need people in our lives who challenge us onward and upward. And this is revelation for somebody. You need the Lord to open some doors. And some have family issues. You need the Lord to apply the blood and say to the destroyer, not in this house. And for those living under a spirit of fear, for someone living with a disease or an illness, the enemy torments you because of it. Claim today, the Lord is your doorkeeper. 
and your protector and your deliverer and your healer. Something struck you and hit you. But hear the promise of God. What do you conspire against the Lord? He will make an utter end to it or end of it. Affliction will not rise up a second time. You stand on his word. And, and, you, and he says, I know what happened to you once before. And you don't understand why that ever happened. And you've got questions about how in the world could that have happened. But God's saying, here's my promise to you. I have moved that door. I will make an utter end of it. And the affliction will not rise up a second time. Anybody want to grab that and say, that belongs to me? The door just moved. Can anybody thank the Lord today? Open your mouth and thank him. Because when you begin to praise him and use his word, the word begins to multiply power against your adversary. Say, the Lord is my keeper. Say, a new door is opening in my life. No man can close them. Old doors are closing. And no man can open them. In Jesus' name, what once had access has no access. The door has moved. I am free. Thank the Lord. Praise Him. The destroyer will not have your home. He will not have your marriage. He will not have your children. He will not take your favor or your resources because you are under the blood covered from brokenness to wholeness from poverty to blessing, from sickness to health, from mourning to joy. Stand. Come on. Give praise to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. And honor Him for His faithfulness to you. Thank you, Lord.